But what does it truly look like? Some might turn to Google. What does grace mean? I did. And one thing I read said the biblical meaning of grace is a spontaneous gift from God to people. Generous, free, and totally unexpected and undeserved. Grace to me is forgiveness and to repent and turn away from sin. 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To be in a state of grace would look like forgiveness and acceptance. When God forgives his own, so should we. When debts are paid, no opportunity is withheld. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you. I know all of us have fallen short. When we have or when we do again, he restores and forgives us. Grace rescues us from our lostness, helps us overcome weaknesses, and takes us from victims to victors. Our messes to a message. Are you so thankful for that? I sure am. I love signs that have words of affirmation on them. We have those in our Pregnancy Resource Center, and I have them on my bookshelf here at the house. One that says, Chosen. And that's a story for another day, the reason why I even got that sign. And another that says, And then God stepped in. And then God stepped in is literally speaking a beautiful sign of grace. It reminds me of the song, Grace Greater Than Our Sin, that says, Grace, Grace, God's grace that will pardon and cleanse within. I know you're going to be singing that song today. I grew up in church and we sang about grace. My parents were very active in church. My dad was and still is a deacon at the church where I grew up. I was able to teach GAs, but I let choices in my life as I got older separate me from my heavenly father. Sin does that. Sin in just a short time had taken me farther than I wanted to go, and it kept me longer than I wanted to stay. The devil is tricky like that. I wanted to stop dabbling in drugs, alcohol, sex outside of marriage, but I would hear this voice. Oh no, you can't stop who you, you hang out with. You would have no one, no friends, nobody. And I truly believe that. And there I was stuck in sin and going farther down this destructive path. It was 22 years ago that I would stare at a positive pregnancy test in my friend's bathroom apartment. As I stared at the positive test, I had happy moments of how this could and should be. You know, that Cinderella story that we all wish for. Only it wasn't that way at all. The guy I was seeing wanted me to have an abortion and just get rid of it. No one would have to know. We could just get an abortion and get it done and over with. And there I was contemplating life or death for my child. Back then, I had no idea what that meant. 
It wasn't talked about in church. And the Pregnancy Resource Center was just three minutes from my friend's apartment. I knew I had this positive pregnancy test, and if I did what he wanted me to do, I wouldn't be pregnant anymore. I really couldn't do it. I knew it meant upsetting him, but something just didn't seem right. I did choose life for my girl. She has a heart for youth, and I know God is already using her in a mighty way. God had me lose everything that wasn't part of what he wanted so I could find my way back to him. He is worth every hard thing we face. He is using my mess for his message, and he gets all the glory and honor. Now, if you've heard me share in a local church or an event, I can't help but share what God has done in my life. And we have this gift to share with other people, to know that they aren't alone. And I truly believe our stories is what unlocks freedom for other people and to get to know the God that we know. I got saved when I was eight months pregnant. To me, that is grace and what he did for us on the cross. And I think about, you know, upcoming is Easter and we're getting ready and we have all these events and Easter egg hunts and everything. But I want to challenge you to watch the passion of the Christ. I did last year and I've seen it before, but something was different. It's like that Good Friday was really a day of mourning. I know we have the Good Friday because we celebrate because Sunday is coming. But really take the time to watch it and soak in of the grace that God poured out for us on the cross. I think of the story of the woman in the Bible that got caught in adultery. I'm going to read John 8, 1 through 12. You'll hear me shuffling my Bible over. John 8, uh, verse 1, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger. And though he did not hear, so when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, He said to her, Woman, 
Where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. How beautiful is that the only one qualified to throw a stone did not. Each of them knew somewhere deep within their own sinful heart that they too deserved the sentence of death. Jesus also affirmed the sanctity of marriage. He did not condemn the woman caught in the act of adultery. Instead, he forgave her as he would later forgive the very people who nailed him to the cross. Thank you for listening to Armor Truth Podcast. For more information on this podcast or show notes, if any, visit armoredwithtruth.com. You will be directed to our blog section on our website to listen to more or past episodes. You can also leave us a review by searching for us on iTunes. You can subscribe to the show there or visit us at youmakeherbrave.com. There's so many ways to stay connected where you can take being a hearer to a doer. We need people like you to be a volunteer. Maybe leave a special financial gift. Maybe you want to take it further and commit to be a monthly partner. $35 a month saves one life from the tragedy of abortion and allows us to walk together with that brave family to get all the love and support they need as they welcome this new life into the world. So thanks again for tuning in and we look forward to connecting on the next episode of Armored Truth Podcast. John 3.17 says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Jesus faced the sentence of death for everyone, and His grace provides hope for every sinful person. Aren't you thankful for that? If we are followers of Him, we don't have to walk in darkness. That is a beautiful message of grace that we should not keep to ourselves. The work we do at the Pregnancy Resource Center is a beautiful example of what Christ did for each of us on the cross. He extended his amazing grace. We don't serve to condemn people, but to serve to extend that grace that was shown to us. And hopefully through that, they might be saved. We see the story of the adulterous woman played out many times through those that find themselves unexpectedly pregnant. We do have many other scenarios. The young teen that doesn't want her parents to know, the college student that cannot possibly have a baby right now, and the young mom that already has children and her parents are pressuring her to abort or they will disown her. But when they come in, we meet them where they are. We share truth and love and extend grace. Like one particular mom, 
She was having trouble in her marriage. They split, and she met someone, and then her husband was ready to reconcile with her until she found out she was pregnant. Her solution was an abortion and sweep this under the rug, fix this problem so she could go back to how things were with her husband. As she was searching for an abortion online, we came up as an alternative. We're so thankful for that. When she found us, she was 80% sure she was going to have an abortion. She shared that when she first came to her appointment with us, everyone was so sweet and welcoming and how we went over all of her options and what it would look like if she said yes to keeping the baby. But first, that meant being honest with her husband and knowing the risks that would be involved. That being upfront and honest would be the right step and how we would help her and be by her side. She did choose life. Not only did we provide her with free pregnancy testing that day, but it was that free ultrasound that changed everything for her. Hearing her baby's heartbeat and seeing him on the ultrasound screen, she knew what she needed to do. It didn't stop there. She enrolled in our mentor program called STEP that's kind of like life coaching She also enrolled in Embrace Grace, which is a 12-week Bible study for single pregnant moms. And at the end, we partner with local churches and businesses and individuals that want to come alongside and throw these girls the biggest baby shower. We're having one this month, and we're super excited about it. The church has a powerful opportunity to be a catalyst. And when I say the church, I'm talking about me and you. But we have, a, we have the opportunity to be a catalyst of change in a woman's life and model what grace looks like. We have been coming alongside her for two years now. And it was this year during one of our mentor sessions that she rededicated her life. We modeled what Jesus did in John 8. We gave her hope that her life could go on in freedom from sexual sin. We gave and continue to give her a word of hope to speak against the shame that would have likely threatened to overwhelm her life. We do this every single day for moms and dads that walk in our doors. We die to ourselves and continue to serve and extend grace to those that are choosing life or death for their preborn child. We stand ready to extend grace and point them to the one that can redeem and restore them. But there are so many more people that need us. Just this week, I had the opportunity to, um, well, not really the opportunity. I, I saw a friend that stands out on the abortion sidewalk and she's such a warrior. And this isn't to go out to condemn people or or yell at people. She's standing out there, humbling herself, praying, and offering these women one last chance before they decide to have an abortion, something they can't reverse. It's a final decision. They can't take their child back. Um, So the director of the abortion business was very upset. In this video, you could see that 
the director is outside approaching the car because you can stand on the sidewalk freely and talk to these women if they will. And this car stopped so they could have a conversation with her. And the director stormed out into the street and made sure that this girl, uh, she stopped at the window and said, are you sure you want to be talking to them? Just so you know, they're not with us. And that got me thinking that that's so heartbreaking. And then there was a photo of a sign that says pro-choice is the only choice. And it got me thinking abortion is their only choice at the abortion business. I mean, they're not going over all their options. They're not sharing the ultrasound. And it, it broke my heart because they are not given the opportunity to know uh, that they do have other options. And we're about to explore with the Pregnancy Resource Center. We have a physician that will be looking into the abortion pill reversal, which we're super excited about that. That is, if you don't know, uh, is if the woman takes the first set of the abortion pills, the chemical abortion, there's like two steps, that there's a high chance, there's been over 2,000 babies saved with the abortion pill reversal that they could uh, possibly reverse the effects of the abortion pill and they can save their baby's life. It's truly a second chance at choice. And the abortion industry does not want this to go through, uh, does not uh, promote or share about this. And that's truly disheartening. Uh, And so when I looked at that sign uh, that this lady posted that says, Pro-choice is the only choice. It really should have read abortion is the only choice because that's the only choice they're giving it up. I'm so thankful that you're listening because the Pregnancy Resource Center has the opportunity to give these women true choices, extend grace to them. We equip them and empower them what each option looks like, parenting, adoption, abortion. We want them to know what will take place. So they can never say they did not know. And because you give financial gifts, I mean, monthly partnership helps us thrive to be able to offer these free medical services and faith-based support. And we are so thankful for you all doing this. And I hope that you will um, listen in, share this with somebody that might need a little bit of grace or an encouragement in their life but also a reminder to pray about the Pregnancy Resource Center. God is doing incredible things in the life of the center. And with that, there comes a spiritual tax and it's heavy. And I just uh, want you to pray for our team as we continue to serve and extend grace uh, because after all, that's what God did for all of us. He extended grace. I mean, he died on the cross for us. He covered our sins. And I'm so thankful for that. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast today on Arbor Truth Podcast. Until next time, have a blessed day.